0: This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by Safety Consultant Blueprint.com.
1: In this episode, we are going to do, review some tips for travel and per diem. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you. It's been a real fun time for me. And I'll just like to ask you if you could help me out by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with some friends and families in your social network and your LinkedIn and leave a review on iTunes. That's going to help me greatly spread the word for other safety consultants. In this episode, we are going to go over some travel and per diem tips, both how to uh, get that in your proposal, make sure that you're getting paid for your travel, and then getting the best of your travel dollars so you can stay within your budget. So we're going to go through that. I travel quite a bit. One time I was uh, 180 days in a hotel And that was one of the things that uh, helped me and my wife kind of decide if we're going to stay in a traditional house and just keep traveling where I'm going back and forth and back and forth from airport to airport, or we sold our house and then we got a a RV. So some of you may know we're full-time RVers. That's awesome. And we traveled together. She retired from the school system we're in in Florida and started her own business. So uh, the two of us can travel and be out. So we learned some travel tips around along the way. It's one of those things that are really, really cool. And I have a little note, so I'm going to add RV travel. There is an episode on the show. If you were to go back a little, I do have, I'm going to look right now because I think I have it open, but Adrian was her name and she was a full-time RVer when it was really awesome talking to someone else in the field as well as uh, does full-time RVing. So that was our episode 11. So it was a live coaching with Adrian, and we just talked about her E, H, and S consulting business. So if anybody would like a live coaching, just go to shelltheprimus.com backslash coaching. And then you could um, set just, uh, it's pretty cool. Just look at the calendar, see what's available for you, what's available for me. Get a date and we'll do a session. All right. So let's get into the episode. But prior to that, I wanted to go through my iTunes review of the week. So this is um, pretty cool. I started doing this last episode as a thank you for those of you that have taken the time to not only subscribe to the show, but also wrote a little note on iTunes. So I'm doing that right now. So this review comes from Safety First. Ma, uh, I guess it's Marceli. <laughs> so you're going to have to help me with that pronunciation. Send me an email. Say, hey, it what's up? Uh, but thank you so much. What he says is. Uh, great show, great podcast, really have learned a lot of the valuable information to assist in starting my own consulting company. Keep them coming. Appreciate the content. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And if you can and you're listening to my voice, you like what you're hearing as far as content, then please, you can send me an email, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. So, when in doubt, Sheldon. <laughs> it sounds like I'm like super vain with all that, right? And so, uh, I don't know. I, I got to work on that. But I figured it's an easier way to just define me by my name. So, that's my thought process behind all that. Uh, but if you also want to reach out to me again, you can do that whole uh, SheldonPrimus.com backslash coaching. All right. So, let's go into the tip. <laughs> Number one, and this is like a sub tip. Everything is all going to be travel related. So uh, when you are going to do your bid, always think about travel. And you really need to plan it out just methodically because it's a chance that you can make extra money. However, there's a chance that you can lose a lot of money and in some cases it all boils down to the time and the day that you scheduled your flight the prices. They're so volatile. Uh, that's one of the big things you really have to look out for when you're thinking of traveling and getting yourself an actual, um, proposal when it's three months away, or sometimes even weeks away. So it's tricky and it's one of the considerations that has to be fluid, but you need a safety factor. So, um, this uh, is one of the things I decided I'll do and help everybody with if I can. So these things have worked for me. So if I'm driving, I look for right around the hour and a half mark of driving so if that works out to let's say um no not even an hour and a half anymore tell you the truth so i guess 70 miles is is about my limit so hour 15 hour 20 if you want to need to do some class that morning Anything outside of that is going to be a day's travel because I'm going to, it's going to be overnight travel. So I will get there the day before, wake up fresh. We could even start early. I don't mind that. I'll start classes sometimes at 7 a.m. But actually, what I'm thinking of in my mindset when I'm thinking of mileage is if I'm going to be someplace and they want to start early at 8, then The drive is going to be an hour and a half, you got to get there early to set up and see what everything is, so your alarm is going to be set so early, the quality of material that's going to be given to the client is going to be diluted, so therefore, I'd rather do the day before, get into the town, know what I'm doing, as far as driving to the location, and get, you know, sometimes I do a dry run. I actually go from the hotel, drive, see how far it's gonna be to get to that first location. And once I get that information, then I'll cross-reference that, if you will, to Google, uh, tr- uh, Google Maps. And they have a traffic feature in Google Map where you could basically put in the time of day. You wanna travel from location A to location B and you could get an estimate travel time. And to boot, when I get into a new place, especially if I'm gonna be there for the whole week, I'm gonna make my hotel my home location on my phone in Google on the maps. And then I'm gonna make the training center my work for that week. So now uh, my phone is gonna alert me, telling me, hey, Sheldon, traffic is picking up. You gotta leave in 10 minutes or something similar to that. So it's a good practice to uh, have that available for you as one of your tools. Uh, Just use Google map, and then you could also do that with your mileage because you'll be seeing from point A to point B how much the miles are. And you could put this in your proposal because ahead of time you're simulating what the drive is gonna be. So you could do that while you're there. You could do that uh, for your proposal and get the mileage, do whatever the mileage is for your country's uh, tax uh, limit. In the US, there's the Internal Revenue Service, so the IRS, they set a rate for mileage that is going to be deductible for you when you get to do your taxes. So I always use the IRS rate and that's the, the best way for me to say as far as mileage. Flight, flight's funny. I, I do a lot of flying. So when you think of flight, you really have to think of what is the location and how easy is it to get to them. And of course you have to be, you know, if it's international versus domestic for you, and that's always a consideration. If it is a domestic flight, let's start with that before we think international. The best time to buy tickets is during the middle, the beginning part of the week, like a Tuesday, a Wednesday, it's usually been the best. I know there's probably some experts and videos out there you'll look at, but in my experience, if I could buy a ticket early in the week, I'm good. It's going to be cheaper than if I wait until Friday or Saturday. You know, God forbid you wait that long, (laughs) you get down to Saturday and uh, at that point you may be paying an extra hundred dollars for a ticket you would have been uh, able to get cheaper if you just planned on Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's really ridiculous. I don't know why that's a thing, but uh, unfortunately you got to think about that too because that's going to affect the cost of your travel and your per diem. The next thing to think about your flight is then if you are a person who has frequent flyer miles, then if you do fly a lot, it might be to your advantage to get a corporate card. And when you do get a corporate card for anything, if you could do it for your flights, if you could do it for cars, and I do it and I'm a one man show. So my corporation actually has my you know, I get my own username and everything else as far as uh, for the website and I get the deals that any other corporation will get just because of my status with the IRS so uh, that's that's a benefit for you and then you can get corporate points and as you add on people in your company your corporation will already be matured with these travel agents so that's a thought. For international flights, you're going to have to think of things about having your passport ready, uh, work visas, if you're going to need the work visas there. When I go to uh, Jamaica, I I tell them I'm there for um, a class, and they don't really have me down as a student, and they don't have me there as I'm working. So I, I really don't know how that is, and I don't want to push it, <laughs> so I'm just going to Keep doing what I'm doing until I find out otherwise. And then when I do, I'll do whatever they tell me. So that's what I'll do. But anyway, um, I do have the TSA pre check. If you could do that, it will make your life so much easier. That's, um, you go through the process of filling out extra paperwork so that the government is, they have a way of uh, seeing that you are a little extra uh, safety-related. I don't know how to really say that, uh, to the fact that they know that they can find you if they need you and that you're a safe bet. So they give you this TSA pre-check, and you go into a different line in the uh, the airport, so it's a certain type of security clearance. And it's, it's great. You, you know, I can't tell you the last time I had to take off my shoes, uh, to go through domestic flight international. Yeah, you do. But, uh, for domestic flights and it's, it's awesome. The shorter line, it's really cool. So I would do that. Uh, globally, you're going to want to get, uh, what is called the global entry. So it's through the state department in the U S yeah. and basically when you, you get to another level of security at that point, and now when you're coming back from any place international, you have your own line. So you, you basically bypass everything. Uh, your customs is shorter. And it's just because you've earned a little level of security because you've gone through a few extra things for them to make sure they can identify you. So it's good. I like it. It makes things a little bit easier for me. And so therefore... I'm going to do it. And I know there's another system called Clear. I'm not too sure how that works, but I've been seeing them every time I've been in the airport. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. The next thing is the hotels. I use hotels as little as possible. I really like Airbnb. i I know some people still have something hung up about staying in someone else's house for a week, or I've even stayed in a room uh, before in Denver once, and it's kind of cool. You, uh, you really get to meet some people, especially if you're uh, doing the room thing, and uh, you, you, know, you could choose your interaction. It doesn't have to. Uh, be where you're going to talk to someone when you're there but in some cases you know you, you jump in and you know you get to talk to someone it's kind of <laughs> really, really cool but then when you get your whole place and I, I like the entire place better because for me i stretch out i go into uh different rooms i hope i could bring my family with me so at sometimes you know maybe my kids are there with me or sometimes my wife's with me so i yeah. I like that better so that's just a a personality thing so I do uh, travel now again a little bit more but when you're in an RV so for those that are in a full-time RV uh, they are some state parks that are close to training locations or not too far from a business district so you could get out of the business you could park and you're, of course, looking for full hookups, especially if you're going to be someplace for for any length of time, so most state parks are going to have at least one or two if you plan ahead of time, but if not, then you could benefit from joining some of those RV travel clubs. Uh, There's a few of them out there. Um, uh, We belong to a few. There's even some where you can stay for overnight for free. And uh, those places are awesome. Uh, you're kind of staying at a winery, or you're staying over uh, someplace. So it's it's really cool. You can look into it, and um, just plug into the RV community, or send me an email. I got a list of a bunch of names. If you're into that, you can follow my wife and myself. We are on Instagram, Beyond Boundaries RV, and that is where you can find all that stuff in Simeonie. Uh, questions you may need answered on that way. So that's my lodging, what I do for lodging. And if you are RVing, you're going to get the best rate at that because you're bringing your house with you. And so all you really need is hookups and sometimes you could go dry docking so you could even be cheaper for you. For food, um, most people break it up the same way that they do if you're going to uh, go and your company, sending you out somewhere. They'll give you a breakfast, lunch, and dinner per diem. So breakfast is generally from like $8 to 10 Lunch is anywhere from like $10 to 15 And then dinner is probably from 15 to 25 because that's the most expensive meal of the day. So it, either way, I would plan right around $50 a day. And uh, this is all U.S. dollars, so <laughs> our economy is different. I know when my son, he just came back from, uh, he just wanted to hang out in Hoi An, Vietnam with his cousins there. And, uh, they had a blast, but he was just showing me pictures of things that were so cheap in relations to the price you're paying in the U S for some services. So wherever you're listening to me, you know, uh, these dollars will have to work for you So just go ahead and. Do the math, carry the wand, (laughs) whatever you got to do to make sure that apples are apples in your situation. Uh, Moving on, I do have a little note on cars because sometimes you may have to rent a car and uh, it definitely pays to join one of their corporate services to rent a car because sometimes you'll have promotions that will not be available for the individual person renting a car. So it's beneficial for you to get into those corporate programs, especially if you're going to get a car. Most of the time, I can't say about car rentals, what day of the week it's get best. I really don't know, but I would say there are discrepancies sometimes between the corporate office and the neighborhood branches. So unless you're getting your car from an airport in and out, usually airports are fine. You got no problems, but the little community ones, you may have some things like one i remember i i scheduled online i think even on the app to pick up a car the next day and it was kind of late i had to make a change of plans and um, the online service allowed me to do it so the next day when i get over to the neighborhood center they actually had no more cars, like zero cars were on the lot. So I'm trying to explain to them, hey, you guys let me do an actual reservation. Shouldn't you have cars or not say the reservation is full? And, you know, it doesn't work that way, apparently. Maybe there's something I know, of, though, you know, about physics and logic been supply and demand, but... I don't know, so that was what happened. So I would always plan ahead for something like that at all possible. If you're using Lyft or Taxi or Uber or uh, one of those ride-sharing services, uh, then uh, that is a cost you'll have to factor in. Um, If you're going in New York City and you have to go all around the city, you know, for all five boroughs, uh, get the Lyft. (laughs) Or I should say, excuse me, Get the rental. Get the rental because Lyfts and Uber and even, you know, if you could do the actual passes to do subway, that'd be great. Uh, you'll you'll you save money that way, but you'll have to have uh, your Metro card. But if you don't have a Metro card and you're gonna rely on any kind of transportation from Lyft or Uber. To go from the city to a place like white plains or scarlesdale or anything outside the the city plan on dropping about 60 bucks minimum just to get to where you need to go in some cases more Uh, so you know you do the math and pretty much if you're doing that every day you would have paid for the rental and you might as well do that and give yourself more freedom so think about that when it's time to price that in. Yeah. I would like to say uh, I'm going to try to put some of these tips tr- uh, together. And um, uh, if I do it, <laughs> I'm going to have it on sheldonprimus.com backslash travel. And uh, these travel tips, I'm going to try uh, to categorize it maybe in a poster. Oh, you know what? I can actually put this that you're listening to on that page. And then I will also put in like some links or something for places that I like to go to, especially like Airbnb. You start doing that, you're going to love it. It's going to be so much of a different travel experience for you that you won't be stressed out. You could do a very good presentation or client meeting or anything because you're feeling... Uh, rested and you're not hearing neighbors and elevators going all over the place or any of the quirks that you would see in hotels. So I, you know, I'll still be in a hotel. I'm not going to bash them all, but uh, I do like the Airbnb experience a lot better. So, okay, that is it for the week. Don't go away because we're going to do the tip of the week. Uh, as a reminder, if you're in the Denver, Colorado area and you want to come out and you want to see a roadshow, uh, you're going to have a chance to have uh, me and Dr. Jay Allen and uh, from Safety FM. And we're going to do a Safety FM roadshow together, the two of us. We're going to do the first two days. I'm going to give OSHA compliance through the eyes of a consultant. So we're going to do... Uh, Several sessions related to that, and it's going to have Q and A too. So, at the end of each session, uh, session something comes up, we're going to clarify it right there. So, you'll have a chance to take this back to work or to use it as a a something for your client right away. So, that's the first two days. The second two days, uh, Dr. J Allen's going to go over the human organization performance hop. So he's a hop guy and he's gonna give you day one introduction to hop. Day two will be hop foundations or excuse me hop fundamentals. And then on Friday we're gonna try something really different. We're gonna do our round table on Friday. In the round table we're gonna talk about compliance. We're gonna talk about safety and uh, how each of them is administered and the whole thing is called the E, H, and S, compliance culture shift. So that's going to be in Denver, Colorado at the Colorado Safety Association. And that's in Denver. And still will be September 23rd through the 27th. So September 23rd through the 27th. If you want to register, you can go to neosti.org, N-E-O-S-T-I.org backslash safetyfm. So go ahead and, uh, you'll get CEUs for this as well. So if you need CEUs, you want to challenge yourself in the way you build your own safety career, then go ahead and get signed up for this one. You'll have a blast. It'll be fun. So, all right, I will get you in a little bit with the tip of the week. So don't go yet and we'll come back and this little tip will be really helpful for you. And it's practical.
2: safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form, but I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step, but I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant.
0: Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount.
2: The tip of the week. In this week's tip of the week, I wanted to tell you something that's really worked well for me. And that is to fly out on Saturdays and fly back in on Saturdays. If you have a week-long class or a week-long event, anything that you're doing in an area. It makes it easier and it actually works out cheaper and if you were to fly in Sunday night, or even Monday morning, go to the event, and then, you know, start your your week that that way. On that um first day of the week, you'll be basically getting into the new town. I've had to do that before, but generally, you want to get yourself there a day ahead. It's even better if you're there two days ahead. And to boot, you will be able to find better deals, especially with airlines. So that's a, a tip. Well, I will see you next week.
0: This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.